G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As I said, last Friday was International Non-Binary Day. So today looking for some insights around what appears to be a growing confusion about sexuality and gender. And as Christians, we have a very strong alternative to the woke agenda when we understand the profound biblical truth of God creating male and female. Well, James McPherson is an independent journalist, political commentator. He's host of the Sky News program, The Late Debate. He's back with us. James, a special welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for having me. Hey, James, parents and young people, they are grappling with this whole issue more and more. It's just about in the news daily. What are your thoughts on the fact that things are rising, the heat is getting hotter in this in this particular issue. <laughs> Every time you think the world can't get any stranger, Neil, it goes and gets stranger again. So last Friday was International Non-Binary Day, or as I like to call it, Look at Me Day. Uh, for uninitiated listeners, um, a non-binary person is defined as someone who does not identify as a man or a woman, um, they might feel like a mix of genders or they might feel like they have no gender at all. Um, so uh, a non-binary person effectively is just a binary person who's failed biology. But these days, <laughs> yeah. we've put a huge emphasis on the way that people feel. In fact, we've made feelings the only reality that exists. So uh, people are now demanding that uh, everybody else affirm their feelings. And so we have nonsense like uh, this International Non-Binary Day. However, as much as we make fun of it and call it nonsense, serious people are taking it seriously. Um, Amnesty International made a big deal of Non-Binary Day. Uh, the United Nations made a big deal of Non-Binary Day. Uh, the Australian Army has recently made a big deal of non-binary issues. And then you've got serious media outlets like CNN and the New York Times. So as much as we laugh and joke about it, um, it's become mainstream now, which is quite incredible. You can't really do away with the terminology binary, can you? Because while we used to talk about male and female, and I might just say we still do on this radio program, uh, now you've got binary and non-binary. Is that a new binary, do you think? Well, exactly. I mean, you're either male or you're female. You can't be a mix of both and you can't be neither. So non-binary is a category signifying a non-category. And the irony is that people who label themselves as non-binary have to do that by categorizing everyone into binary or non-binary. And so they create a binary system that makes them binary all over again. So... Um, it's not even logical, let alone biological. And, you know, when we think of people who are heterosexual and therefore uh, they're on uh, one side of the equation, uh, it does appear to be that even non-binary now adopts people who are heterosexual because there's some sort of a fad. How do you see 
the way non-binary, yeah. ordinary, what you might say, you know, heteronormative people, uh, either male or female, they're actually being caught up in this as well. well. To understand this phenomenon, Neil, you've got to understand the only currency that exists in modern popular culture, and that's victimhood. So it doesn't matter how much money you have, the only currency that has any weight is victimhood. That's why you've got people like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle claiming that they're victims of racism and they've been hard done by. I mean, they are multi-millionaires. They live a life that the rest of us could only dream of, but they're smart enough to realise none of that has any value. You've got to somehow claim that you are a victim or you've been oppressed. So how does a heterosexual person claim that they're oppressed well you've somehow you've got to get in on the rainbow community and be part of that but i don't want to be a lesbian i don't want to be gay so what am i going to do well i'm going to declare myself non-binary and uh, that's how heterosexual people are colonizing the pride community in order to somehow claim some victimhood and so that's that's really the essence of what's going on here especially as a social contagion amongst young people um, if you come out as non-binary, then all of a sudden everybody has to respect your new pronouns. They can't call you he, him or she, her. They've got to call you they, them. So it's a way of garnering attention. It's a way of uh, having people fuss over you. And, uh, you know, in some ways, who can blame young people for doing it? Young people want attention. They want to stand out from the crowd. Uh, and this is a perfect way of doing it. Not only that, you'll have adults fussing over you, particularly in public schools, um, walking on eggshells around you so as not to offend you and so as to affirm your new identity. And uh, some will even call you uh, courageous and brave for uh, coming out as your true self. So that's that's the appeal behind all of this. As a Christian, James, there is something in us that wants to affirm people as to what they want to be. We want to see people rise to their aspiration. And, you know, it gets complicated when you start not affirming uh, and you start being a critic. But as a Christian, yeah. when you're dealing with these sorts of things, uh, how do you think the best way to uh, to approach this is? Because, I mean, I know... Uh, that you're saying the whole thing is a scam and somehow or other you've got to navigate the way you actually treat people who are uh, going through yes. this time of confusion. Look, I think your point is very well made and, and people need to remember Jesus said, love your enemies. He didn't say love your enemies, ridiculous ideas. And so you can affirm a person without affirming their insanity. Um, you don't affirm a person by empowering them in delusion. Um, you don't love your neighbor by empowering them to continue on in a fantasy that ultimately is harmful. So, yes, you love your neighbor, but that doesn't mean you endorse, accept or affirm every crazy idea they have. So uh, we can love non-binary people, not that non-binary people exist, but you know what I mean? We can love a person who says they identify as non-binary without playing along with uh, the fantasy that someone can be something other than male or female. In fact, if we really love people, we refuse to play along with that because it's not healthy, it's not right, and ultimately it's not for their betterment. James, if you reflect on history, uh, there have been times when we've identified a particular decade, and uh, you know you can look at the 70s. There's some things that 
that marked the 70s or the 80s or the 90s or the noughties. Do you think that there might be something in this that might make the whole non-binary issue a, a fad of the 2020s? Any thoughts here? It's interesting. Newsweek published an article recently where they polled uh, people in the United States and they found that 44% of millennials believe it should be a criminal offence to misgender someone. Uh, However, when it came to um, Gen Y, which uh, is the younger generation again, they were not quite so keen on making using the wrong pronouns a criminal offence. So Millennials certainly are very caught up in this ideology, but the generation after them are not quite so convinced. So that may well be evidence of what you speak of, and that is that there is going to be a pushback against this, funnily enough, from the younger generation. In fact, there's a lot of news stories coming out of the UK at the moment where LGBTQ ideology is being pushed in the classroom and high school students are getting in trouble for pushing back. Because the idea that you can be something other than male or female, the idea that uh, you can look down in the shower and still not know what gender you are is so ridiculous that even a a, a 13, 14-year-old kid knows this is not uh, bona fide. And so they're starting to push back. And so I, I think you're right. I think it is a fad that eventually we will see the pendulum swing back the other way. The amazing thing to me is, I mean, if you told my grandfather that one day, uh, you know, the, uh, the the scripture from Genesis where it says God created uh, men in his image, male and female, he created them, that the controversial bit would not be the existence of God. It would be the existence of male and female. My grandfather would have fallen off his chair in hysterics laughing at you. And yet that's that's the world we currently live in. But you're right. What cannot what, what can't continue cannot continue. And eventually, uh, this sort of madness will will correct itself, I'm sure. The question is how much damage it does to people's lives in the meantime. And in the meantime, too, maybe we're not at where the extremes are headed. Uh, I know you talk about gender nomads, uh, the thought that, uh, you know, what you are today might change tomorrow and that could change again by the weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, in Queensland, you can change your birth certificate every 12 months to uh, identify as a different gender. So when I talk about gender nomads, that's, that it's, it's a cute line, but it's actually quite accurate. Um, we've now made it legally possible to uh, you know, do a gender safari if that's your want. Um, you literally, in Queensland, you can be male this year, you can be female next year, and you can be neither female nor female the year after that, and the government will recognise it. That's that's the point at which we've got to, which, of course, makes uh, birth certificates completely worthless. They should call them feeling certificates because they have zero to do with biology and uh, zero to do with actually being able to identify people. I'm going to ask you uh, where you think government ought to be uh, in being a stickler for what is true. But right now, there's some things that are happening off the scale uh, even people using the non-binary way of presenting themselves to uh, to reignite a, a career if you're a pop star or a movie star. And any thoughts mm. here around, uh, you know, people actually utilising this for their own personal gain and at the same time, in, in some sense, uh, corrupting a generation? Well, I mean, imagine you're a, uh, a movie star who's been out of the news for a while and you're looking to reignite your career 
to come out as non-binary costs you nothing. You don't have to take puberty blockers. You don't have to get surgery. You don't have to start dressing that much differently. Maybe dye your hair blue. That might help. But other than that, really, you don't need to do anything. You just need to say, I'm neither male nor female. You'll make the front pages of every major tabloid and uh, no one will be game to criticize you because that would be uh, non-affirming and that would be rude. And so immediately you're back in the headlines. So, yes, this is a device that is being cynically used by people to further their careers. The sad part is that it's it, – it's, see, see, when celebrities embrace these sort of things, they're, they're filthy rich. They can afford to pay for – you know, the consequences, but it always filters down to the lower classes who also embrace this, having watched the celebrity class. And yet at the lower class level, it has devastating effects. I was in Kmart yesterday and I took a little bit of interest because I knew we'd be talking about this today in the, uh, the book section at Kmart. And it took me two seconds to find a book for children that was promoting, uh, gender identity, including the fact that you might not feel like a boy or a girl, you might be non-binary. And this is now being taught to children. So at one level, you've got celebrities cynically using it to boost their profile. The problem is that it always filters down. And at the lower level, where people aren't super wealthy, where people don't have access to everything they want, where uh, if they make a mistake as a celebrity, they've got enough money to correct their mistake. But when that filters down to the lower classes, when they make mistakes with their lives, there's no coming back from it. And, um, and that's a tragedy. I said I was going to ask you your thoughts about governments, and they clearly do not have the strength to be able to stand up to this. Uh, but if mm. we looked around the world, you've got uh, some states like Islamic states or some communist states. They're not tolerating this at all. Uh, but in Western nations, you've got governments who are turning non-binary rights into actual human rights. Any thoughts yeah. here about where we're heading in the West? Well, I suppose in the West, we've made individual autonomy the ultimate. Um, in fact, there's not much we agree on anymore other than the fact that everyone should have the right to do whatever they damn well please. And, of course, we know that you know um, there was a time when Israel says everyone did what was right in his own eyes and chaos ensued. So where you give people permission to do anything they want and you demand that everyone recognize it, um, you don't end up with order, you end up with chaos. And that's where we're now at in the Western world. Uh, there was a story just last week, the Australian Army has now issued a directive stipulating that gender-fluid, non-binary people uh, can wear the uniform of their choice and they featured an Australian captain, Jesse Noble, who's a man, uh, wearing a dress. Now, if we ever have to go to war in defence of this country, say, against China, I reckon Xi Jinping would feel pretty confident knowing that um, some of the Australian army are, are wearing dresses. They're not doing this, as you pointed out, in Islamic nations. They're only doing it in Western nations. And um, I would argue it's, it's a symptom of civilizational collapse because we've lost all of our moral moorings. And, and as I said, that filters down and has, it, it ends up having serious consequences. 
Who would have thought uh, that the 1960s, 70s program MASH might have been quite prophetic uh, with Corporal (laughs) Klinger uh, dressing as a female all that time? And uh, here we are. It's happening in our own backyard here in Australia. Hey, uh, to go from here, thinking about Mm -hmm. how we're thinking, uh, you actually are such a good communicator uh, just helping us find clarity. So as a Christian believer, and you know, there'll be lots of people listening who know someone in their own family, in their own community, part of a school community, maybe even uh, connected with a church community who's going through these sorts of challenges. How do you suggest, James, you might conduct yourself and stand firm for a truth around male and female? The, the biggest thing for people to realise is because we talk a lot about tolerance. The problem is we have deified tolerance. We've said that tolerance is always right, and we've demonized intolerance and said intolerance is always wrong. But a a balanced society needs both. You need tolerance and intolerance. So tolerance is for people, never for bad ideas, and intolerance is for bad ideas, never for people. In other words, we should be charitable when it comes to people, but we should have great clarity when it comes to ideas. So the best thing we can do is always be kind to people, but we shouldn't be kind. We ought not be kind to nonsense. Uh, So we've got to be able to love people and affirm them as an individual made in the image of God and therefore valuable and worthwhile whilst not affirming the crazy ideas that many people subscribe to. Now, that may well mean in this environment that people accuse you of rejecting them and erasing them. And I can't help someone's reaction, but what I must do is continue to speak the truth in love. And so that means I'm careful always to be kind to people, to show them respect, but that does not mean that then I endorse and affirm uh, every crazy idea they have. As I said earlier, if you love your neighbour you don't help them in a delusion, but rather you lovingly seek to point them towards the truth. That's our responsibility. That doesn't guarantee that everyone's going to like you, but it's not our job to be liked. It's our job to, as I said, lovingly nudge people towards truth. You can't do that while telling lies and going along with delusions. So um, we need to be able to tolerate people uh, while being intolerant of uh, bad ideas that people might hold. Well, James McPherson, uh, you're doing amazing things, I might add, as the host of the Sky News program, The Late Debate, a voice of reason and with a grounding in a strong Christian foundation. Uh, Wonderful contribution, The Late Debate on Sky News, uh, late in the evenings, and people are seeing you bobbing up all over the place, uh, filling in for various presenters, and uh, certainly the late debate has become a part of the landscape on Sky News. So uh, well done with that, James. And uh, I know that there'll be listeners who want to connect with you in some way. Um, JamesMcPherson.substack.com, the sorts of things we're talking about today. James is a prolific writer about these sorts of issues, helping us understand uh, what reality might be when some things appear to be drifting off into an unreal world. So jamesmcpherson.substack.com, you can subscribe there and receive those in your email box each day. And you can also get a hold of James's book, Woketopia, Laying Bare the Lunacy of Woke Culture. James McPherson, thanks so much for another great update today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Always enjoy talking to you. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.